welcome to Reviews from the Crawl Space, where we do this thing with the other things. I am Douglas. And I'm Vicky. And uh, just real quickly, uh, thanks for listening. You found us. Good for you. We're on all kinds of different Spotify's, audio dealies, Apple, iFruits, whatever it is. We're probably there. Check us out on Twitter, RFTCS1, and on the Instagrams, just as Reviews from the Crawl Space uh, past episodes are there. We post images to the albums that we discuss. Um, and mostly just hate. Mostly. No, well, yeah, well, mostly. I would say, like, you know. There's no hate. 50% of it. It's what just, are you talking about? It's just pure hate. <laughs> no, it's all love. And on the show, it's all about love. And some less love, but. Yeah, if you're ABBA. <laughs> you know what? I was just going to say today was going to be a good day because there's no ABBA. And there you go, bringing up ABBA. Okay. <laughs> Wrecking everything. That's me. <laughs> Causing problems. The wrecker of everything. Okay, so what do you got, wrecker? Okay, so today our episode is about Bonnie Raitt and an album called The Glow. Mm. Golden Earring, an album called Switch. And last but not least, Alice Cooper, his album Killer. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so let's get, let's get cracking on The Glow. Okay, Bonnie Raitt is an American blues singer, guitarist, songwriter, and activist. Uh, She's been awarded 10 Grammy Awards and is listed as number 50 on the Rolling Stone magazine's 100 Greatest Singers of All Time and number 89 on their list of 100 Greatest Guitarists of All Time. The Glow is her seventh album. Bet you didn't know that. Uh, I knew it wasn't her first. No, I'm talking about the other part. Oh, okay. No, um... The 100 Greatest Guitarist part. No, but I'm not surprised. No. Um, okay. The Glow is her seventh album, released in 1979. It was one of the first albums to be recorded and mixed digitally. Mm-hmm. It went to number 30 on Billboard and spawned one single, You Are Going to Get What's Coming. It topped out at number 73. Hmm. The single did, at least. The single, yeah. Yeah. Not the album. The album was produced by a fellow named Peter Asher, who we've talked about before. Yep. Uh, he's a British guitarist, singer, manager, record producer with 422 producing credits to his name. James Taylor, Linda Ronstadt, Andrew Gold, Cher, 10,000 Maniacs, Diana Ross. The list goes on. Oh, yeah, wow. Uh, track listing for this album. Uh, side one, I thank you. Uh, your good thing is about to end. Standing by the same old love. Sleeps dark. Oh, sleeps dark and silent gate. <laughs> yeah. um, and the glow. I just want, sorry, before we decide too, I just want to say that I, I thank you and your good thing is about to end. I think it was both, uh, both written yeah. by Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes and David Porter. Yeah, okay. And as well, Sleeps Dark and Silent Gate yeah. was written by uh, James Taylor. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I recognized yeah. it immediately because I'm a huge James Taylor fan. <clears throat> I remember you like, hey, like, sing hey. along, yeah. <laughs> uh, she did write Standing by the Same Old Love. Oh, okay. So that's the only one I think on here. Sorry to continue if you want to go on continue on side two. That's okay. So yeah. it's a glow. Uh, side two is Bye Bye Baby, uh, written by Mary Wells, who oh. used to be a Supreme. Yeah. Uh, the Boy Can't Help It. I Could Have Been Your Best Old Friend. Uh, You're Gonna Get What's Coming, which was written by Robert Palmer, Hmm. and Going Wild For You Baby. The playtime on this album is 36 minutes and 59 seconds, 
And for context, the before album was 1977's Sweet Forgiveness, and the after album was 1982's Green Light. Did you have either of those? Any of those? No. I'm not sure I ever owned a Bonnie Raitt. That's kind of surprising. I thought, maybe not so much this stuff, but like, there's definitely some of her albums I think that would be up your alley or wheelhouse. No. Hmm. I think she was a little bit too blues for me. Yeah, I could see that. That's a kind of goes into what we're and although i can appreciate her voice and her talent like um, and, and not sorry and, and i'm going to add on to what you say not just her voice and talent because it's definitely on display but everybody else the musicians she had with her which was just like a studio or music um session musicians yeah and we've talked about actually some of the guys before um on there but they're all just fantastic yeah but the problem with that though is uh, if you want to continue what you were saying Oh, just that um, I found this album very boring. Boring, yeah. It's another, it's another covers album. Um, and it's weird because at first I thought maybe it was one of her first albums where she's just trying to get established. It's like, here, try these, do these songs, just get it out no. there. We've seen that in this collection a lot where there's there's albums by some pretty big artists that are just like just trying to get started. They're all their covers. But no, this wasn't. This Like you said, this was her seventh or something? Yeah, seventh. Yeah. So yeah, it's a bit weird. Things must have been dipping down real low for them to want to squeeze this one out. Like, like uh, I just always thought she did more original stuff. So I'm with you on the boring. It kind of, it kind of is in that trapping of the blues rock stuff that we're kind of tired of. That seems. And to... I have to say, my favorite song on this was "Sleep Stark and Silent Gate," but that's well, that's because it's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a Jackson Brown song, and I love him. So yeah, for sure. I, I don't have any favorite songs in here. There's one in there where she had. Um, it was like a jazz song where it was just like really her. You could almost like could be like a smoky jazz bar or something. And she was she was belting it out. That was like that was great demonstration of her vocal stuff. But yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I'm with you. Yeah, overall, her, her voice is amazing. Yeah, amazing, so, amazing. So yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Even one. to this day, <clears throat> kind of, I'm with you on, on the boring part. I'm just gonna look at my notes real quick. Uh, so I'm gonna I want to talk about the mix too because <clears throat> the mix was because uh, this has obviously been an issue. As more with albums we listen to, we really hear some different mixes and, and production uh this one i thought was pretty good it had stronger bottom end but it funny enough and you say it was one of the first or the, the first to be mastered in digital it actually i had kind of lacked a little bit of the high end which is reverse of all the other 80s digital shit mm -hmm. which is all just high end for the most part so it was kind of weird in that regard but it still sounded really good well and that's the funny part i mean that sort of thing is piece of people's personal preference hmm. you know because you and i listen to music with different attributes mm -hmm. brought out me i like a lot of heavy bass oh yeah i want some low i want to be rich and full yeah, like, yeah. Uh, full and, yeah that's a good one and uh, a lot of these albums are not no <laughs> so this one wasn't too bad um strong vocals yeah okay good I, that covers it too so i'm on to me unless you have anything else to add there no okay cool the glow bonnie Raitt, warner brothers catalog x h s three three six nine this is, oh, Canada, 79. This is original, um, and uh, I just will say, I'll, I'll get to it actually down here, but on the vinyl, the the second side, first song was unplayable, but just there's some, it's, oh yeah, yeah. remember? And, and it's weird because it kept skipping forward. Yeah. So it's just, uh, I just want to put that out there. So the condition, the cover, uh, it's okay. It's not ripped, but it's got loss of fade and wear, and the edges and corners are kind of beat up a little bit. Um, still re the spine-ish 
Uh, sleeve, plain paper. It's It should have been a printed sleeve. It's not an original. And I've found that a lot of these are missing the original sleeves. Um, the Interesting. Her hair, sorry. No, go ahead. Her hair's got a more of a blonde tint to it than she wears it these days. Her her hair today is much redder. Yeah. Well, I wonder if it, it kind of is and it's just faded because there you can, Well, she does have like a strawberry redder. blonde look there. Yeah. But hers now, like today, is red. Well, I wonder if she kind of went gray at one point and was like the rest of us like, ah, oh, no. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> but yeah, that's, Sorry, that, that's, no, 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 that's an interesting point. And it's something we don't talk about enough sometimes is the album covers. Even though I talk about them here, we don't ever actually engage in the, the look of them. So uh, the final, um, I, I, like I said, other than the second, first song on the second side, it's actually in, in like what I consider pretty much new condition. And it sounded really good too. Um, like not a lot of pops and hisses. And <clears throat> such actions so um <clears throat> the art direction and design by john kosh which has been on the show a million times cover photo not a million cover photo by david alexander and sleeve photos by jim shea so we're kind of getting to this i know that kosh has been on the show a lot we've talked about him so just he's simply known as kosh uh part of agi as well as a few other companies uh, has been on the show with the who's who's next um elo's a new world order and the eagles long run and has over 390 credits to his name. And, and when we talk about the credits and some of this information, quite a bit of it is off Discogs, uh, Wikipedia, and like all music, and then just general Google searches mm -hmm. when we do our research. Just like to throw that out there. Uh, David has over 190 credits to his name. Uh, has been on the show before with the Blues Brothers, A Briefcase Full of Blues, and Foreigners Head Games. Uh, Jim, who's got over two, <clears throat> 225 credits to his name and has been on the show with The Eagles Long Run. Uh, has worked with Aerosmith, ELO, John Prine. Eventually, we're going to be getting to a bunch of John Prine. I, don't know, I can't believe we haven't got to it yet. Uh, and that's it for me. Cool. Yeah, I'm just kind of blasting through. Okay, according to Discogs, there's five for sale on the platform from $5. There are 92 people have it. 11 want it. The record gets a 4.33 out of 5 with 6 people voting. The resale value on this album is $4.95, mm $4.97, and $4.99. So it's got a range. Yeah. A 4 cent range difference. Uh, what'd you give it? I give it 2 out of 5. Yeah. Oh, shit. Me too. <laughs> We're always boring yeah, when it comes yeah, to that. Like, it's just like, it's, you know. it's not the worst, but... Yeah, as we said, we can appreciate the talent. Yeah. We know that she's... You know, great singer. The musicianship was good, yeah. but for us, it's not an album. I don't think I would listen to. No, it's not even like the hit, any hit singles off there that I would give a shit about of hers. No. So yeah, no, okay. No. Unless anything else to add, that will be uh, body, body down. rate down. All right. Oh, that's the first time I've looked at that album golden, cover for uh, Golden Era. Oh, really? It's oh, very it's cool. Fucking super fucking cool. Like, yeah, I take a quick look there. So. Oh yeah, that is very neat. All right, go to go to the Instagram page to check that out. Yeah. Okay, Golden Earring. I always forget they're a Dutch rock band. Yep. Founded in 1961 in The Hague. Uh, Switch is their tenth album, released in 1975, and it went to 108 on the Billboard charts. That's amazing to me. I know we've had Golden Earring before, but this is their tenth album in '75. Yeah, they did a lot Oof. of albums yeah. over their career. Yeah. And um, everyone will know Golden Earring for Radar Love. Radar Love, for sure, and we, yeah, which we've reviewed on the show. Probably, yeah, we've yeah. already done that one. Yeah. Uh, the producer on this album was Golden Earring. The track listing on this is uh, Side One, 
Intro, Plus Minus Absurdio, Love is a Rodeo, The Switch, Kill Me, Cessoir, Side 2 is Tons of Time, Daddy's Gonna Save My Soul, Troubles and Hassles, The Lonesome DJ. The runtime on this album is 35 minutes and 31 seconds. For context, the before album on this was 1973's Moontan, which we yep, have already yep, reviewed yep. and both liked a yeah, lot. Yeah, we enjoyed that one yeah, a lot. Um, and the after album was 1976, an album called To the Hilt. Hmm. 26 albums I wrote here. The last one was released in 2012. Holy crap. So 26 altogether. I counted them. Wow. So Impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I did not know they were around for that long and did that many albums. No. No, we, we do like our Euro prog rock. Okay, so what's the song? <laughs> did you do the song listings? I did. Okay. I'm sorry. I was just, I was reading some of my notes and I'll be honest, I was kind of staring at the cover again. Yeah, yeah. It's really <laughs> so, cool. It's like the detail. Like there's so much to look at and yeah, there's, yeah. try and figure out. Is that, what's that, a horseshoe on her hand? No, it's a switch. Oh, like okay. A, like a timer switch. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. No, I sorry. I was kind of got distracted in that again. It's like, yeah. Yeah, like it, it's really neat. <laughs> I like the the font on there. It goes really well with the, the whole yeah. thing. So. Yeah. Sorry, I got, that's why I got distracted. That's so, okay. So what do you think? Um, I thought this album sounded a lot like Alice Cooper. There were parts of it for sure. It was like, holy <laughs> shit. There was, I, I think at one time I just said to you, like, how is this? Uh, do we put the Alice Cooper album on already? This is. It was funny because this is one too where we we listened to it at first, and I am like I was excited because like oh shit you're gonna enjoy this Vic, and we listened to it, and then it was like the first side we enjoyed, the second side was like ah, our feelings were pretty mixed on it after the first listen, but going back listen to it again, I think we enjoyed it a lot more. Oh, definitely, yeah. and we're I'm finding um, you know from the good old days when we first started out doing this podcast, mm -hmm. we would probably just listen to them once. Once, yeah, probably, yeah. But now we're listening to them three and four times. Sometimes, yeah. And um, it really makes a difference in the opinion that you form. Uh, first impressions aren't always the best impressions. Oh no, and there's just lots of things. Um, one of the things, and it's not it's not a music, but there's always one best example for us is. Children of Men is oh, the best example. Yeah. Where we watched it the first time we watched it, we were like, I think we turned it off in like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get we, very far. We into were it. just like, what the fuck is this? Not interested. And then we, I forget for the reason, maybe because they were nominated for an Oscar or something, but we went back I to it. I don't know what made us go back to it. But we went back to it, boom, like one of our favorite movies of all time. Yeah, yeah, and we've watched it <laughs> probably a hundred times. Yeah, and, a lot. So, since yeah. Then, so. That's, that's my, my example of that. But I agree, it makes a huge difference here because. Especially when you get to some of this proggy shit that's not as uh, poppy, obviously, you requires you to listen to it more. There's yeah. no way you can get as all of that. And we're not even going through the lyrics necessarily. We're just like listening no, to no, it. No, no, no. So it's, uh, yeah, I agree. It's pretty weird. Yeah, it's very rare that I go for lyrics, go look at lyrics. Uh... Yeah, and it's funny because a lot of times, quite often, not a lot of times, quite often they, they do are included with the album. I don't know why, or we should open up a screen or something and look at them, but... Um, yeah, and lyrics are very important to me. Like, well, they always have been. I Some of the stuff that we listen to, like the Seals and Croft, like the singer-songwriter shit, if, if that has a lot to do with it, and that's probably why, for me, I have a harder time with it, because we're not, like, we don't get into the lyrics, the content of the lyrics, which is really important for some of that, that music. Oh, definitely, especially some of the more political bands like Pink Floyd and... Yeah, 
Um, so you could really missing out. You know, I can remember getting albums and CDs and the very first listen, I would pull out the lyrics and oh yeah, exactly, and follow along as I listened through the album or try and figure it out. And um, you know, I'm pretty obsessed with lyrics, like you, like I was telling you yeah. the other day when we were listening to Killer Queen mm. on the radio, or you had it on when we were driving around. We're driving, yeah. And um, I told you about when I was a kid that that song hooked me on Queen. Yeah. And I listened to it over and over, over and over and over again till I got the lyrics down. And I can still... Yeah, that's amazing. ...sing after all these years. I can still sing that song. It's, yeah, it's just there. Start it, to finish. Can't remember what you had for dinner, but... So I'm surprised that we don't pay more attention to lyrics, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I think it just comes down to a time crunch kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we're trying of, to get one out a week. And... We're not only that, but we're not necessarily familiar with a lot of this stuff. So yeah. um, you have that ben you know, younger you had the benefit of going over a million times and yeah. just like grinding it out where yeah. we're just like, okay, a couple of times, try and get the gist of it yeah. and then move on. So yeah. I will say the excellent the, the excellent sound mix and sound field on this album. And I actually I made the comment, I said, I wish more albums sounded like this one. Nice thick vinyl. Sounded really good. Yeah, it was. It had a nice low end. Um, uh, Kill me. I have as the best song, which was also covered by Iron Maiden in 1990. Oh, that's interesting. So I'm not surprised that you like that one. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's probably why it sounded familiar. Yeah, exactly. Um, and as you said, first sight is best. And I said the only, the really only negative thing I have about it is just that it's kind of uneven. Yeah. It doesn't really flow as it should, but. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anything you wanted to add there? No, I don't think so. I uh... no. Okay. Didn't write that down. All right, switch. Uh, Golden Earring, MCA Records catalog, MCA dash two one three nine, Canada seventy five. This is original pressing. This is actually this is an interesting one. So this is a Gloversville, a Gloversville pressing, and we've had them on with the show before. So this is one of the rare occasions where it was actually manufactured in the U.S. at a U.S. plant. And then sold in Canada as the actual Canadian edition. Now, didn't they? The sticker was different than the actual. Uh, well, the Ronald's a bit different, but yeah, the sticker because you can see that. That's what I'm saying is they took the American pressing and then just slapped a Canadian sticker on. Okay. It. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of weird. It's really, I think, the first one we came across that's like that. Mm -hmm. So the condition cover is good, very good. Uh, just the fade, the ring, right? It's kind of a whitish cover. So as soon as you have that, it's going to show. But uh, the quarters and the spine and everything are fantastic. Sleeve is plain paper. I don't know if that's original or not. I'm going to say probably not. And the vinyl is like new. It's excellent. And it's like bulletproof thick. I love I love that. I wish more were like that. And um, it's actually funny. Dad and I were talking about that. The thickness of some of them and how, or th how thin some of them are. But uh, it's funny. He actually even mentioned Decca Records. That we've covered a lot of the Moody Blues. And yeah. we've all always said, and those ones are like... <laughs> there's just like a, an inch thick well, I mean maybe not an inch thick but they feel yeah, like that solid thick, yeah. solid platter so yeah it's nice to see it makes a difference in sound I don't I don't care what anybody says um, in our experience in our yes my opinion so Art Direction by uh, George Osaki who's been on the show before uh, concepted by Barry Hay which uh, I'm pretty sure is the lead dude for the band and photo by uh, Graham Hughes so George over 250 credits to his name. He's been on the show with Leonard Skinner, uh, greatest, well, wait, the, yeah, greatest hit, so that'd be gold, gold and Platinum, and Nails Lofgren. Um, I don't care which album that was. <laughs> uh, Barry, which, like I said, 
band member guy who I think he's still with the band. Uh, he's got seven visual credits to his name and all of them to do with Golden Earring uh, and one of his solo acts. Like he came up with the concept of this whole thing. Oh, yeah. It's so neat. Um, and Graham is, uh, let's see here. He's a photog with 85 credits to his name. And has been on a show before with The Who's Quadrophenia, Robert Palmer's Secrets, and jo- uh, jo- Joan Armitrading's Walk Under Ladders. Not that German. <laughs> Which wasn't, I have to say, in fairness, that album actually really wasn't part of the original collection. It was kind of... Uh, what, the Joan Armitrading? Yeah, that was... was the one that we got from the label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like a... In the box for the albums. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, what else? Okay, Discogs has 10 for sale from $3.99. 80, 181 people have it, 19 want it. It gets 3.33 out of 5 with 18 people voting. The resale value on this album is $3, $5.35, and $13.76 in good condition. Huh, that's surprising. Yeah. I, I thought it would be worth a bit more, but uh, yeah, it's definitely in good, good condition. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you give it? 2.5? I gave it 3. Okay. Yeah, I obviously like it a little bit more. Yeah, it wasn't uh, the first side. It I was, wasn't all that memorable for me. The first side I would listen to again. I love Golden Earring, but like I said, this one wasn't. No, it, it's weird. All that memorable. It's that the cover is way better than the actual album. <laughs> okay, well I don't know. Okay, so this band, I don't know who this chick Alice is, but uh, let's talk about it. Okay, Alice Cooper, killer, an American singer songwriter, actor, presidential candidate, which I didn't know about. Yeah. Maybe I did, but yeah, that's, yeah. Um, his career spans over 50 years. He's known as the godfather of shock rock. Mm-hmm. His shows include pyrotechnics, guillotines, electric chairs, fake blood, reptiles, baby dolls, and dueling swords. You would which know that. I could attest I to. Say. I've seen him in concert. Yeah. Um, he draws his material from horror films, vaudeville, and his brand of thera- theatrical rock is designed to shock audiences Mm -hmm. killer is his fourth studio album released in 1971 the album went on to number 21 on the billboard charts with two singles under my wheels which peaked at 59 and be my lover which peaked peaked at 49 oh that's crazy that's the only two and they didn't they they barely broke the top 50 yeah well and those wouldn't even be the two that i'd pick off the song or off this album album, yeah. yeah Uh, producer Bob Ezrin, who we have talked about oh, before. Oh, definitely. Even with these guys. Yeah, he's a Canadian keyboardist, music producer, arranger, songwriter with 475 producing credits to his name. Lou Reed, Pink Floyd, Peter Gabriel, Kiss, Flo and Eddie, who I saw in concert. They opened up for Frank Zappa. Oh, that'd be a wild show. And Aerosmith. Hmm. The track listing on this album is Side One, Under My Wheels, be My Lover, Halo of Flies, Desperado. Side two is You Drive Me Nervous, Yeah, 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 Dead Babies, and Killer. The runtime of this album is 37 minutes and 8 seconds. Too short. For context, Sa'ab, his before album in 1971 was Love It to Death. His after album in 1972 was Schools Out, which is the one that I, the first one that I bought. Yeah, did did we cover school? We or we cover love it, love it to death already. We covered one of them already. I thought it was the one directly before this. Yeah, I can't remember. Okay, that's fine. So there you go. 
Yeah, it helped too, not just shock stuff, but that they were actually really good musicians and could play good music. This is a good album, top to finish. Yeah, okay. What what songs do you like stand out for you? What are you what are your favorites? Oh, definitely Under My Wheels and Be My Lover. They're two yeah, well, they're played radio on the radio play. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, outside of that. Dead Babies. Dead Babies is a fucking great song. <laughs> the lyrics. Now this is one where I actually listened to lyrics and the lyrics made me laugh. Yeah, well it's it was uh I was reading that. Cooper was talking about it has more to do with um you know, child like child abuse and trying to stop child abuse and stuff like that. It's more of a message. But, you know, of course, it's Alice Cooper, so people think that it's all about something else entirely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. So, so, but, yeah, uh, Dead Babies for sure. Killer is great. Uh, Halo of Flies. Oh, yeah, Killer. I think I have it on my playlist. You know, you've Desperado. Like, there's, there's so much. This whole album's a good one. Yep. So, I mean. Start to finish. Start to finish, yeah. Yep. You yep. guys, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to it, go go listen to it. Go on Spotify right now. Fire it up. It's free. You can listen to it. Uh, so, Killer. Alice Cooper. Warner Brothers catalog. BS two five six seven Canada and unknown year for this final. I couldn't find a couldn't find a year for it. So uh, I do know that it's in the original pressing category. It's not a remake or a remaster, or, <clears throat> and it does have a dark green label, which is different than the uh, other versions that were out there. Warner Brothers had this bright uh, label with like palm trees and shit on it. it would have been weird on it. I think the first, yeah, the first that would have been a weird label for an Alice Cooper album. Uh, the first album that we covered, I think, had that label. This one's got a different dark green. Obviously, the record company. Um, so, uh, Condition, the cover's poor. It's faded, worn, spine is unreadable. It's 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 been played, it's been smashed, there's no sleeve. Um, the vinyls, it's scuffed, <laughs> have scuffed and rough, but not scratched enough to that it was unplayable, because we, we, yeah. we listened to it, yeah. and it sounded good. Several times, yeah. Uh, well, good for considering how much it got played over the years. I, I even I know that I play this, and my parents played the shit out of this when they were back in the day. So, um, a cover and concept design, Alice Cooper, and photos by Pete Turner. Uh, Alice has got seven visual credits to his name, and all are his albums. I love the back of that album. Well, it's the, like all discombobulated Halloween heads or something. Well, it's just them. It just looks like a bunch of ghosts. Yeah, they're just like they're definitely discombobulated. Oh, that's funny because I thought both of those were Cooper. <laughs> Upside down, it looked like Alice Cooper up there too. Yes. But yeah, it's red, black. You two, your some of that is a bit of purple color combination. Yeah. But yeah, that, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a great cover. I love that it's like written in crayon or whatever. Yeah. Um, by one of those dead babies. Yeah, the dead babies. <laughs> they can't reach. They can't reach the shelf. Is that one of the lyrics? Oh, man. Okay, and Pete, he's an American photog with 220 credits to his name. Uh, Quincy Jones, Steely Dan Greatest Hits, so he's been on the show before. And George Benson, and not the George Benson that we've covered. Oh, okay. So, I, say, I think we've done a George Benson. Yeah, so Which I guess... Which was another usurper. My last note would be, was this the first, like, first kind of prog metal album in America? Who knows? Um... And I will go, one thing I wanted to say, too, it's funny, we talked about how Golden Earring sounded like a little bit like Alice Cooper. This one, I think Alice Cooper had a little bit of King Crimson in it this time around. Hmm. There was some, especially with, like, Halo of Flies. And, Interesting. Yeah, definitely kind of proggy, so. Uh, anything else you want to have? got your little numbers there. Give some numbers. Okay, Discogs has one for sale at $26.60. 25 have it, 54 want it. It gets four. Point oh, out of five with six votes. I don't have any resale value because 
Discogs yeah. claims they haven't sold any. I have this version, yeah. This so, was, there was no information really about this one at no, all. No, no. Uh, so what'd you give it? I gave it 3 out of 5. Oh, sorry, 3.5 out of 5. This album? Okay. Oh, neat. <laughs> I'm giving it a 5. I fucking love this album. Okay. <laughs> wow, 3.5? That's all you're giving to Killer? Okay, 4.5. No, no, no. Don't let me bully you. You stick with your guns. No, 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 no. Don't be backtracking now. Yeah, sorry, I didn't think about it much. I talked about how much I loved it, and then yeah, that's what I mean. You're like, oh, cut it off at the it's a great album, and then you're like, three point five. Wow. Okay, we have a different definition of great. <laughs> Sometimes I don't think I should look at the, a what, the rating the, that Discogs gives it. Yeah, well, I know I don't. Uh, that's not true. Not Discogs. On uh, some of the other things, when you go look them up on Wikipedia, sometimes they'll have aggregate data from other places that'll give it reviews. Or... I'm changing mine to 4.5. All right. I don't think you should. I wasn't but... bullied. Yeah. I just recognize See... the error of my ways. Okay. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add? Oh, uh, uh, best of the... Best, best of the... album? Killer. Killer. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course. Yep. <laughs> Not even really that close, but... No. Okay. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And, uh, yeah. We'll catch you we'll next hear time. from us soon. Yeah. Bye. Thank you.